0: Hi, this is Ray Park. I play Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon
1: Podcast. Check it out, listen, make sure the force is strong. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios.
2: What are y'all doing in here?
0: We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit.
1: An elegant weapon for a more civilized age.
0: gentlemen welcome to an elegant weapon episode 130 my name is jay Rust jedi J. please excuse me
2: while i flick my big i want you to take the frankenstein shit the deer shit the green monster the bling and the bling bling and i want you to roll it all into one joint
0: no one's ever been brave enough to try that
2: one man is roll it
0: how is everybody doing this evening welcome back it is our final show of 2014. It's been a crazy year. It's been a fun year. We have had lots of good times and fun people come through the show. Uh, many many fantastic and wonderful conversations go through the archives go to facebook enjoy it yourself experience what we've been through over the past year together motor city comic-con fan expo toronto comic-con uh great allentown comic-con so many good times have occurred so many wonderful guests uh we'd like to thank you all for tuning in, for hanging out, for coming along on this wonderful, wonderful ride. Got so much exciting stuff coming for you in 2015. Uh, Lots of surprises and lots of good times. I've caught up on a lot of things I've been behind on. Binge-watched Arrow all three seasons in like a week and a half. I'm catching up on a lot, kids. There's going to be a lot of uh, new and interesting things to talk about, along with the staples of the cannabis culture and comic books. Also, 2015, it's going to be a lot of Star Wars going on. A lot of Star Wars going on. So, of course, we're very, very excited about that. But we're going to end off this year with a giant bud-like bang. There's a comic book. It's called The Bud. And it's super cool. I sit down with Nathaniel Baker, who is uh, he is a founder of Agromania Inc., And uh, Agromania Inc. is a comic book publishing and creation uh, entity that's putting out lots of cool stuff. So uh, Nathan and I sit and we talk about all those wonderful such things happening at Agromania Inc., one of which is The Bud, Cannabis Culture comic book about a character called The Bud. And uh, I sit down with his creator, uh, Odd of odd comics and we talk all about the bud and lots of other fun stuff this one's a long one because it's uh two chats in one so please enjoy please endure and again coming back to you going to be a bright shiny and new in 2015 so uh all you wonderful wonderful weapon ears out there thank you for coming along for the ride Uh, i'd like to wish you a very very happy holiday and a very very happy new year and uh, we'll see you soon. So enjoy these conversations about
1: the bud. Helping a
0: lot. Oh, yeah. You can, uh, you can make a lot of connections with on, on the tweets there for sure. Whereabouts are you?
1: I am currently located in Virginia.
0: Virginia.
1: Richmond, to be exactly.
0: Oh, that's cool. Kind of floated up and
1: down the East Coast for a little while. And
0: oh, yeah? Are you, are you a Virginian native?
1: West Virginia, originally. Oh, yeah. Uh, ended up in Virginia for most of the adult life, and then eventually found my niche um, traveling back and forth in New York and working with some comic studios out there, and uh, started to just slowly etch away at it. And now I'm um, working on this whole Agrimania Inc. thing, and helping support other studios and collaborating together a lot more, getting a lot more content out and uh the weekly thing is, is starting to look good for us. So uh
0: Yeah, I'm not familiar with this uh what's it called that you're on? Uh Patreon? Yeah, Patreon. I'm I i was not familiar with this until uh I saw your deal with it. So it's kinda like a like a continuing Kickstarter sort of thing, like
1: yeah, usually what you do is you pledge anywhere between a dollar, um, Some of them go as high as 50 dollars, um, Some of them go higher, but a lot of the successful ones seem to streamline it and keep it small. Um, and pretty much you give that money and it goes towards a, an objective, you know, an overall product, which is usually online content, and supporting the artist for a month, essentially. And you can choose to come back every month and continue to donate the same, or upgrade yourself. Um, with our Patreon, we sort of set it up like a, a leveling system. So the more you come back and contribute, the, the higher you'll you'll grow until you hit another level, unlock some other incentives, and get you know, more access to the content that we have, more original art, uh, more commissioned art from we have at least seven or eight artists right now four or five of them are tattoo artists or at least one of them is an apprentice so we've got that down and covered it's just having the time and finance everybody's working you two or three jobs right now
0: oh yeah 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 it's it's a hard thing to balance all that so that that's a cool idea i actually wasn't familiar with that so it's like not just a one-time thing it's almost like a Month to month Kickstarter, you're like paying for your content. That's that's totally
1: a cool idea. I fell in love with it when I ran across it, um, and the community there has helped a lot too. Ray Dillon, and you know, specifically, he's another comic book artist. He's done some art for Game of Thrones. Um, he's doing his own thing right now. He's done cover art for like Ghostbusters and some IDW stuff, Borderlands too. Um, I think he's working with R.L. Stein right now as well for some new stuff.
0: Oh, that's fun.
1: And he's working on a cover for our comic knuckle-draggers right now and some sketch art for some other characters.
0: All right, um, we'll, we'll start from the beginning and lay out Agromania, right. Ink for me.
1: Okay. Easy enough, I think.
0: <laughs> Give me your best elevator
1: pitch. <laughs> all right. So what started as a journey as a comic book reviewer uh, eventually evolved into collaborating with a couple of artists, especially with studios like Atlas Unleashed, uh, which was one of the first studios that published one of my shorts, and only ever published that one short, unfortunately. Um, That was in 2009. Um, Around the same time, I was also pushing my own little website that I called silencesoul.org, and I would go to cons. I had some shirts. You know, I would talk to people. I had some art. Um, Actually, the guy one of my artists mike mars uh he's been working with me since the beginning um he's involved with Agrimania inc thing right now and he's pushing to do his own thing as well uh he's got a horror anthology that might come out in the next year and he's also trying to become a professional wrestler so he's been going through some boot camps and uh he's an awesome guy
0: nice nice it's, it's, it's strange how much uh Mixing has been going on actually lately with professional wrestling and uh, and comic books because there yeah. there hasn't been huge like crossover in the past but in the past little while things like I recently had this guest on uh, and he has a book called Headlocked and uh, it's totally like the story of this guy's rise in the world of professional wrestling and trying to break in and stuff. That's so,
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, it's uh, that's neat that that's going down. So.
1: Yeah, we're hoping to do some stuff like that, too, or possibly create our own indie title that will fall under the Patreon or the Bagramini Inc. flag that we're going to try to raise. Um, there's also there's, I have so many stories
0: that I'm working on right now, <laughs> so many
1: projects that I'm working on. I'm just trying so to is ask.
0: that what you consider yourself, first and foremost? Are you a writer, then? Or like what, what do you describe yourself as when people ask?
1: Mostly I describe myself as a writer, yeah. I've been doing some freelance stuff for a while. Like I said, reviewing is kind of what broke me into the industry and introduced me to more art right. artists, so I could do this. And it it was an original objective. You know, I came out knowing that I wanted to write and that I wanted to create and that possibly the movie industry would be something that I would want to break into in time, but uh comic books and art and collaborating with those people has just always been a love for me, so...
0: Oh, well, it's it's a fun thing to do. So, like, you've always been a comic head then, or...?
1: Um, I wouldn't say always. Um, times have been kind of interesting for me, um, especially with money. Um, so a lot of my reading's done, you know, whenever I can grab stuff online. Um, any web comics, usually other people that now I'm collaborating with and might have some crossover action happen at some point in time. I've kept up with stuff like that. Um, the mainstream stuff, not so much. Uh, being in the indie scene, you know, I'm introduced to a lot more independent creators, and uh, don't really keep up too much with the current Marvel and DC. Uh, but I do love Marvel. Um, I'm half and half about the recent transition with Disney and Marvel, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just more competition. So, you know, yeah, yeah, no, I, I
0: I totally hear you. It's uh. You know, there's a lot more collaboration going on these days, especially when you got things like Twitter and Kickstarter and all these ways for people to connect. It's uh, there's a boom of independent creativity going on. You know, there's so many studios around now where it's just people getting together and creating wonderful things. So uh, th- th- that's what caught my eye or initially, and how we got in touch was I noticed a comic book uh, called The Bud. Yes. And uh, you know, this show being what it is, um, <laughs> I right. caught, I caught my eye pretty quickly. So how so the bud, first of all, it's uh it's Gary Odd, yeah? Yes. Yes. And how did how did you guys hook up? How did this all come about?
1: Um, okay. Over the last we'll say two, two and a half years, I've been trying to work in breaking further into the industry, and I've collaborated with other studios. But I finally managed to get an in to CCP Comics, and uh, they worked out a deal with me to run the sci-fi fantasy series. Nice. Um, it's, it's still in the works, um, but it's, it's pretty much ready to start being promoted, et cetera, et cetera. But through my... As a writer, as someone who's kind of coming out of nowhere and trying to push into the industry... I didn't feel like I was really being taken seriously. Um, So I started to reach out to other people who were working with CCP as well. And Odd happened to have a promotion uh, last April with them. And they did a little bit of stuff on Facebook and updated their website, which pretty much still looks the same. (laughs) Um, But they didn't really do a whole lot for him. And I kind of wanted to reach out and, you know, see how he felt about it and tell him a little bit more about myself and we originally found each other on LinkedIn and kept talking from there. And he expressed interest in doing some art for some other projects. And I happen to have this knuckle draggers project that I've been working on. Um, it's a cyberpunk post-apocalyptic crazy. Uh, the Canon that exists in it is very easy for us to fold other stories and characters from other Canon without damaging anything. Um, so it's a very open universe and very flexible and, we just decided that we wanted to work together after I pitched some of the stuff to him, and uh, we're planning right now to do a Bud crossover.
0: Wow, it's the Bud. first uh, first collaboration I think I've ever heard of that came out of LinkedIn.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, what? I've had a little bit of luck finding work as a fr- you know just as a freelance writer, doing some ghost writing, etc. Um, but not too much of it on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot of connections, but. Apparently,
0: I have a profile, but I I don't even remember doing one. But I think it's just because they sent me an email, and somehow automatically. So now I get these other emails saying that people are viewing my non-existent profile. It's a weird yeah. thing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the Bud, um, yeah. it's a neat idea. It's not many times that you see cannabis culture comic books where I, I don't even know what the word is. Because it's not anthropomorphic because they're not animals, but... Right like they're actual cartoon-like characters. Like the Bud is a Bud. Right. 110 pounds. 110 pounds? Is that what he is? I believe so. Oh, that's fantastic. So, like, how did that come about then? Like he'd he'd already been working on the Bud and... uh... He had, yeah. He had been
1: working on the Bud for a while now. Uh, He had a little bit of an online presence. Um, It's definitely boomed a little bit more since the Kickstarter. Um, He's... Actually, been very successful with selling out uh, the number one and number two prints. At, okay. At cons and through online sales, it's available on Amazon and Nook and Indie Planet.
0: Well, the book and- looks great. You know, it's uh, I can see <laughs>
1: how
0: once people lay eyes on it, like it pops. You know, like it's right. it's great colors and it's it's like striking characters. You know what I mean?
1: Right, and odd. Uh, this is the other thing that brought odd. And our collaboration together was that he he loved the Bud. He, he's going to keep pumping at it and eventually start getting into comic book shops, which is going to be our next big push. Um, but uh, he also wanted to expand out of that style and try other things. Um, so I'm pretty excited with the other projects we're collaborating on and, you know, of course, promoting the Bud and getting it out to these comic book shops. Uh, we're trying to push for a valentine's day promotion oh yeah we're hoping to get number three um on shelves probably before february um or at least have everything solidified by then right right Uh, just keep pushing at it do another big viral promotion for 420
0: it's a bold thing man like uh You know, I know how it is. Like uh, when you're pushing something and, you know, you're choosing cannabis or marijuana as your, as kind of, you know, (laughs) as your structure, it's no matter how far we've come and no matter how free it is and no matter how legal it is, wherever it is, there's still, we're living in the age of stigma, right? Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a daring thing to, you know, have enough faith and belief that you can create something original enough that involves weed that, you know can be original like the bud which is super cool, you know. So so I applaud you guys for having the balls to do that, especially like with this podcast. I know how it is, you know. I've heard many times that if I just drop the whole fucking fact that I get high as shit while I podcast, that I might actually get somewhere, but then this podcast would be the podcast that it is, right? So
1: <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to keep your identity, which is important, especially In the age we live in now, and especially with all the stigmas out there, you just, you got to push to be who you are and damn
0: everyone else, right? (laughs) Totally. Is Gary in Virginia too then?
1: He's in Texas.
0: Oh, he's in Texas?
1: Yeah. Nice. The other guy we work with uh, is Phil, and he's out in Hawaii right now. Cool. He writes... The comic Tatted. Okay, that's going to be another odd comics title that starts to pop out soon.
0: Very nice, very nice. Yeah. it's uh, it's neat how these things like there's there's some amazing comic books that have come out from people I know that have never even met, you know, till after the comic was created and it come out, you know. Right. And, you know, people just who have met through Twitter, like uh, for example, like there's a great comic called Tart. And, uh, you know, you got a guy in the States and you got a guy in France and they hook up online. Nice. And out comes this just incredibly gorgeous original comic book. And they don't meet in person until New York Comic Con a couple years later when the book has been welling out, you know? So it's Uh, It's a cool world that we live in and that kind of thing can happen,
1: you know? (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't be as far as I am now without you know stuff like that working out
0: we just uh this show here is on a network the points of interest podcast network and uh just went two days ago i think it was or was it thursday uh we had our third annual winter solstice special nice. where uh we get together all the hosts from the network and we have just one big giant party podcast
1: oh that must have been what i was listening to
0: it might have been. It's uh, you know, um, I just released it today, so that's cool. it. Uh, but it's neat because I mean, this is we got people right across North America. You know, it was people in California, Denver, Chicago, here, Toronto, uh, North Dakota. You know, we had a guy in Ireland on the show, uh, Dave. He's over in Ireland, so
1: that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was just you know, it's it's an amazing time, and uh, it, it makes for great creative outlets and and this this and that you know so we'll definitely have to hook up with uh, gary sometime too and i'd like to Absolutely. see see yeah. where the hell the bud came out of his brain from right uh do you have time next sunday um next sunday what is next sunday i just may it's uh i don't think it's a special day right that's just one of the in-between days
1: <laughs> i think it's like the 29th maybe
0: yeah, yeah, we should be able to hook up and uh, maybe chat some more of the more of the good stuff. So, are you are you a cannabis enthusiast yourself? Or
1: I'm a fan. Yeah, <laughs> um, I support it. Um, it the medical uses definitely are out there. It's definitely not something you know people just made up. It's not bullshit. It it works. It helps out a lot of people. Um, I might be on occasions one of those people. <laughs> um, but there's definitely, there's just definitely a lot about our history and a lot about what we know with what's created the stereotypes and stigmas that exist today. That yeah. has been just a lot of smoke.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Is it is it rough there in uh, Virginia? Is it tight, tight ass laws or?
1: <clears throat> um yeah yeah I mean there's a lot of it's a lot of money being thrown around. Uh, there's a lot of traffic violations and if you don't upkeep with your car and just a lot of stuff where you can end up losing 1500 to two grand pretty easily
0: good god
1: a court system that just doesn't really care too much about you
0: so messed up that you can have a country with it's it's like 50 little countries all warring with each other you know some places it's completely legal and free and other places you can go to jail for the rest of your life for having a doob. You know, it's the contradiction is insane.
1: <laughs> yes. Like yes, it is.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird thing. Like uh, I'm hoping to get out to Denver Comic Con next year. Awesome. Cause uh, that just sounds like a, a paradise on earth type place. <laughs> Denver, there. In fact, they had a Comic Con this year, but it was called Chronic Con.
1: Oh, yeah, I heard about
0: that. Yeah, my buddy Josh was able to. He just caught, like, the tail end of it, so it wasn't too busy or crazy, but he said it looked like it had been a good time. But uh, comic books and Chronic all in one big giant convention? My
1: God. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, and Odd will be able to tell you more about this, but I think he may have gotten an invite or may have even been there. Oh, really? Because I know there have been people coming, you know, addressing him about the Bud and asking him to come out do some shows
0: well it kind of of makes sense (laughs)
1: yeah
0: (laughs) they're far and few between you know that's why they always catch my eye good friends of mine chip and andy they're the creators of uh the adventures of super stoner okay uh they were at uh cannabis cup in denver this year pushing the book and they did really well and uh that's not even a comic convention you know that's just pure chronic and uh you know, they, they they got out like 100 copies of the book or something, and, uh, yeah, they did a really good time there. So they're they're in the plannings of issue two, hopefully getting created soon enough. So that would definitely awesome. be a you know, fun time too, yeah, you know. So smart move on their part. You can cross genres at least too, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I don't know of many weed conventions out there, though, at least not to the scale that there are comic conventions, you know. Right. Yeah. Are there many cons in Virginia there?
1: There is actually a a little bit of a circuit. I haven't been able to check it out too much since we've been in the building phase last year. Um, But there is a convention that's usually hosted either at the Canal Club here or some other spots. And I want to say they get together almost every month. Um, It's usually like just a one day, one night kind of show. But at the Canal Club, there's a bar there. They usually have DJs. Uh, we did go to one, and uh, they even had, like, headphones that you could pick up when you came in and listen to the different DJs that they had. Uh, hmm. They did They did some video game stuff, uh, League of Legends, and some fighting game tournaments. And so it wasn't a huge turnout, but, I mean, it was enough people.
0: Well, those smaller cons can be more fun a lot of the time,
1: you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of what I've hit, other than, like, New York Comic Con. Uh, Every year thing for a while.
0: Well, it's nice here in Toronto because you've just they run the gamut, you know. There's lots of just one day in basement affairs, all the way up to Fan Expo, you know. So it's 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 really nice that you get your pickings. You know, the summer's all the big shows and all the exciting shows, and now actually the winter time has come. You know, just uh, it was just last Sunday actually a week ago last Sunday there was a one day Toronto Comic Con that went down. And uh, coming up in March, there's going to be a two or three day, and, you know, and they're the, they're the nice smaller ones, just hotels by the airport rather than the big convention centers, you know, and they, they usually have the cool stuff, like the, uh, like you say, like the, the vintage video game galleries and stuff, you know? Right. So, that's always tons of good time, and I like the smaller cons, because it always makes it easier to talk to people. Yeah. I guess, especially podcasting, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, those, those big shows—it's—it's it's, it's not an easy task. You it's know? possible I've been applying to press at Fan Expo for years, and I just get keep getting the same denial letter year after
1: year. Yeah, I've gotten. New York Comic Con's really been the only convention so far that's straight up told me no.
0: Well, it's uh, a lot of it's when you get the scale that big. Like I, I've been flat out told it's not even Fan Expo; it's the celebrities themselves. You know. They are uh, okay. they don't like to talk to podcasters, just like people on that level. Because, I mean, anyone can pretty much have a podcast, I guess, right? Yeah. But then at the same point, anybody can have a blog, too. And they let some bloggers yep. in, so. I don't know. Hmm. It's oppression, man. It's pod-pression. They're oppressing us and pot-pression and pod-pression. It's and
1: all the pee.
0: Oppression everywhere. <laughs> uh, how's the weather down there these days? Cold. Cold, yeah. Yeah, it's been wet around here, actually. It's been kind of, it's warm. It's been in the plus. But uh, you looking forward to Christmas? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all about seeing family and friends, which is usually what it's all about. Um, but I'm not a, I'm not big on the holidays, I guess. Um, Halloween, you know, I'm all about, um, I guess, some other ones that pop up here and there. But I'm more of a celebrate all the time.
0: Right. Nice. (laughs) Well, I was, you know, I went through that for it, you know, until uh, I have a four year old now. So it's kind of had to bring it, it's it's brought it back into my life. You know what I mean? There was that long stretch of where, you know, when there's no kids in the family and me and my brother and sister all grown up. So it was like ordering Chinese food at mom's for Christmas, you know? Right. (laughs) But uh, yeah, now that I got the four year old kicking around, it's back to having a, you
1: know, an actual
0: christmas yeah actually having to put yeah. a tree up and you know but it, but it's fun because the nostalgia comes around i get to watch all the old stuff with him that i watched when i was a kid you know like yeah that's true you know rudolph's on right now and yeah you know the santa claus is coming to town that was always one of my favorites with uh, the younger like red-haired chris kringle and, and he as he gets older and stuff and we still
1: try to do the christmas store
0: yeah, I, actually, I haven't caught that one on yet. I don't know what the deal is. My wife's all excited because uh, Christmas vacation's on right now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's her favorite. Mine's Gremlins, man. That's my Christmas Eve movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: well, I can't. I, can argue it's,
1: that. I yeah, love it.
0: It's not Christmas Eve without without Gremlins at all. I know a lot of people enjoy the Die Hard too. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, Christmas Story. That's true. That's one I haven't noticed on yet. But uh, that was a neat one. That was actually I was uh, I was born and raised in a small town near Niagara Falls called St. Catharines, Ontario, and they shot a bunch of Christmas Story there.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, so uh, you know there's a few spots I know because like the pole licking scene. I'm pretty sure that one when he froze his tongue to the pole. (laughs) I think that was at a schoolyard in St. Catharines. Sounds like a road trip. Yeah, totally. It's a nice little. uh, you know christmas tidbit it was also at one point as johnny carson stated on the tonight show the donut capital of the world
1: i was not aware of that uh
0: you know so uh what are you into these days then what 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 are you reading that's floating your boat
1: um i haven't really read too much as of late i've been trying to get ahead of some deadlines and I've got some submissions going out to Grayhaven Comics.
0: Oh, you're trying. Time. You're getting into Grayhaven, yeah. Yeah. Greyhaven is uh, my good friend Stan Kanopka. He uh, he runs Nemesis Studios. That's awesome. Yeah, and he's had some involvement and stuff in Grayhaven. I think he's working on one of their anthologies right now. I'm not sure exactly, but uh, you know, they're good people over at Grayhaven. They get a lot been, of a lot of talent. Pretty, you know.
1: Yeah, they've been pretty awesome with us so far uh actually uh, the first short that we got into it was uh, it's a. it's gonna be in an the kaiju anthology oh yeah uh i did the writing for it they really liked it and i ended up getting my girlfriend to do the art for it her name's nicole frame so it's our first collaboration together and they're gonna pump that out very hopefully cool sometime in the beginning of the year like march sometime after march i imagine
0: that's nice. That's the one thing I like about Greyhaven—the the way they smash all these out and these artists together. You know, and they just take all this right. talent and they're just, they just mash it all together, and they're like, "Here you go." You know, it's a it's a great day for these smaller studios. I mean, there's some. You know, I remember ones that are coming up that are just like Action Labs and stuff. They're just getting right. bigger and bigger and bolder yeah. and badder and. It's it's really cool to see. Actually I got to meet those guys. They came out to Fan Expo for their first uh fan expo appearance, the Action Lab fellows and just, just great guys, you know. Whenever you meet these guys they're just having so much fun and doing it for the passion of the project, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had a chance at one New York Comic Con to hang out a little bit with some of Aston Comics. And oh, they're nice. all people. Um I've had a lot of a lot of my first books that I ever had put together i would go up to jt kroll and you know do you like this what what do you think and he's usually all smiles and thumbs up and that's what you gotta
0: do it's uh it helps you know you gotta just get eyes on it and uh and get it out there i know that was ryan Steg. always ryan stegman's advice is when he was coming up he's just he put as much art out on the internet as he possibly could just anywhere and everywhere he could. He just put it out there and try to get as many eyes on it as possible, you know?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much the phase I've been in. Yeah. The last couple of months is just updates, updates, updates.
0: Plug in more art. It's, uh, it's a lot of work, man.
1: <laughs> it's surprisingly a lot of work, yeah. Well, that's and- why
0: I'm glad I'm just a podcaster. I just get to talk about this shit. You guys are going to make it. <laughs>
1: We're thinking about doing a little bit of that, too, breaking into some podcasting. Hey,
0: it's a, it's a blast, but uh, you are putting more on your plate, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah. I'm my, not in a rush to do it yet.
0: My advice is uh, keep it simple if you have a lot on your plate. That's what I tell people who are into other stuff. If they want to get into podcasting, I say just keep your show smooth. Keep it streamlined. keep Just try to keep the editing low is basically what it is. That's where the time consumption is, you know? Oh, I've noticed. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a big, it could be a big editing process, you know, so it took me a while. When I started doing this show, it was, uh, I could hardly use Facebook, and uh, now it's insane the things I've learned to do with my 14-year-old Dell laptop, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, it's cool. It fulfills a lot, you know, it's... There's so much stuff that people can do for so much cheaper nowadays, whether it be making comics or podcasting that, you know, like for me when I was younger, all I ever wanted to do was be a filmmaker. All I wanted to do was edit film. That's all I cared about. And then, you know, this or that happened and life, you know, does its thing. And, And the route didn't turn out to go that way. But now I've got this, which satisfies a lot of that itch that I may have had lingering in the back, you know? So, you know, that's why I'm always, I'm always impressed and, you know, inspired by guys like you and guys will just, you know, put it all on the line because it's, it's not a glamorous life, you know?
1: No, yeah, we stay very hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a lot of ramen noodles, as my friend Josh would say.
1: <laughs> I love rice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Spaghetti is good. Yay. <laughs> Sometimes I leave the sauce on, just off, just for fun. <laughs> uh, yep. Good. You pretty that's much on. nailed it. Yeah, it's uh, that's good times, man. <laughs> I've 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 been honored and lucky to meet a lot of people who've just you know are just in that situation, but I've also been very lucky to witness the rise you know and I've, I've seen a lot of people make it a lot of people just with enough hard work and endurance you know you can get somewhere yep so i mean i got one buddy anthony uh anthony rutgazer he's the writer of a book called the first hero and that got picked up by action labs this year and uh number four is coming out soon and right. i've known this guy for years right and all he's ever wanted, he's a pro wrestler too, but all he ever wanted to do was make a comic book. His dream for the, over the 10 years that I knew him. And then to see it finally happen and to see all the shit he went through to get there and the ups and the downs and the rejections and,
1: you know, it's... Yeah, it sounds like he finally found a niche for it.
0: Yeah, well, you just, you know, he, he it definitely wasn't the first thing he wrote. You know what I mean? Like... Right. <laughs> It's uh it took a lot of trial and error and a lot of practice and a lot of just shots in the dark, you know. Until he finally came up something that stuck and you know, people found interesting, so
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I keep meeting more and more people that are either going through the same thing that I am right now or have in the past, so I feel like I'm on the right path, so
0: well, that's good, and it's it, that—that's what's helpful about that. So many people you are around to be able to talk to and communicate with, because then you can gauge that sort of where am I at, how's it going, you know? Yeah, it's one thing. I mean, there's some great podcast communities out there, and you know, there's people who are all same thing with the comic community. Everybody's always willing to help each other and lend a hand. You know what I mean? And offer a piece of advice, or lend an eye, or lend an ear. Yep. And, uh, you know, I guess it's always been that way. An artist is an artist, you know. you got
1: to be a real,
0: real douchebag to not want to help your fellow
1: artists out there. <laughs> I think a lot of it is just people are, they don't feel confident about what they put out there. And they just, they're afraid of the rejection or the, the bad critiques or whatever they're afraid of. And I think that's why a lot of it just goes unnoticed and kind of slips through the cracks
0: they're not loud enough about it i would agree 100 percent. it's uh you gotta put your name on it you know you gotta yep. you gotta have faith in what you do you gotta you gotta have confidence that you know so you know if you like it someone's gonna like it because i mean it's so easy to defeat yourself before you even start you know
1: yes yep
0: like it's the easiest thing in the world to just quit before you've even given it a chance so you know you gotta you gotta take that shot you gotta throw it out there and Do what you can. Some of the guests I've gotten on this show were just because I took a crazy shot in the dark, you know what I mean? Like, uh, some people I never thought I'd get a chance to, and then I just sent them a message. It was like, hey, do you want to (laughs) talk? And then sometimes it'll be shocking, and they'll be like, sure, and you'll be like, okay, never mind. Oh, what? Really? (laughs) You'll talk to me? Sweet, you know? So, I mean, that's happened with a few people. That happened with Mike Zapsik. That happened with Mike Mignola. You know, just totally didn't expect these people to be into sitting there and talking to me. But we had a great old time, you know, so. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's fun indeed. So, you know, um, so where do things sit at the moment then? Because I know, unfortunately, I believe the Buds Kickstarter uh, was not fully
1: funded. Correct. Um, we where do, ended go up getting from, where do we back? go from
0: here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, from here, we keep expanding on traffic. Uh, we keep pushing to comic book shops that, you know, we're a real thing. We're actual people that we're making a product that people are going to want to buy and you should carry it in your shop. Um, and then the push after that is just promoting more content, getting more content put together, um, pushing these other comics, I think... My, with myself, I've got about somewhere between six to a dozen different titles that are going to be coming out this year. Oh, um, nice. Some yeah. of them are just like one-shot short stories. Some of them are ongoing. So there'll be even more stuff that follows after that.
0: So where do you, how do you hook up with your artists? Then? Oh. Do you generally stick with the same person, or who do you have doing all your work?
1: Um, I'm constantly on the look for more artists, um, especially concept artists, I mean, from everything from my friends growing up to people that I've met over the internet or at cons, um, I've had some good success, I'd like to say, with uh, some of the people that I've met at conventions. Um, but not all of it has worked out. Um, and especially with the internet, sometimes it's really hard to gauge whether or not an artist is serious about sticking with deadlines. And oh, creating yeah. concept art for close to nothing <laughs> because I'm broke.
0: Yeah. Deadlines can be a touchy thing. (laughs)
1: It's been a process. Um, I have been lucky, though. I do have a full staff right now. Um, You can check out their stats on agromania.weebly.com. That's like our our main hub where I preview a little bit of everything. um, And it has everybody's links. Some of it's it, I pretty much update that as often as possible. Um, the Patreon gets tweaked here and there, but it gets uh, new content for, especially for our backers, um, once a week on Wednesdays usually. Um, I'm trying to stick to the deadline thing, but sometimes it just gets hard, and suddenly you realize it's six in the morning and you have to sleep. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to give up. You know, I mean, the podcasters will tell you one of their their number one piece of advice is pick a schedule and stick to it. And I've been shitting all over that advice for years, <laughs> and I just I have no choice. Like I'm, mean, I got a family, I got a job, I got other shit right. that I do. I just I can't have it out every Thursday. I tried for a while. I was like, I will have a different episode of An Elegant Weapon out every Thursday. And with my life and the amount of pot I smoke, it's not happening. <laughs> so I just gave in. I was like, screw this. You know what? It's I'm not. The second there's pressure and it's not fun for me anymore it's not fun. So it sucks. So I gave up that tenement very quickly. And I was like, you know, bravo to those who can, but it's a very hard thing. I totally hear you on that. Having to stick to a deadline is a very difficult thing, you know? Yeah.
1: But, uh, we're hoping we can do it with the comic books, especially with the bud, um, and keep it coming out monthly after February comes around. Um, of course, a lot of that will depend on how successful we are at getting into shops and actually talking to people. Um, I've been getting some runaround from what I've been putting out there so far or just no responses, so just gonna keep plugging at it. Um
0: uh, Hey, you gotta keep plugging away, man. It's uh yeah. you know, if if you if you nail it hard enough eventually it's gonna stick, you know. So I think it's super cool and I think people should check it out. Um it's called the Bud. And uh it pops. It's uh it's 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 different. It's not just uh well, it's hard to say it's different cuz you know there's not a lot of cannabis culture comic books out there. So they're kind of all right. original in their own fucking way, but <laughs> this is original in the way that it's uh, it's almost like a weed cartoon. I don't want to say cartoon either. It kind of it's kind of reminds me, it's almost like a cross between Hellboy and The Tick. If that makes any sense. It's, I like it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's not cartoony. But it's a cartoon, but a little more taken seriously. It's got a coolness to it. It's got like a a, a bit of an edge kind of thing, you know? So so that's rad indeed. (laughs) And uh, I'm always willing to be out there supporting more cannabis culture comic books in the world because... you know, I I enjoy that sort of thing. So, uh, Nathaniel here, give us the rundown again uh, on all the information of where people could find you, your work, and anything else you want them to uh, check out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find us. You can look us up Agrimania Inc. on YouTube. Uh, I also have a Twitter at Agrimaniacs. Uh, you can reach me via email Agrimaniacs at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also check out our Patreon dot com slash agramania inc uh, I'm on pinterest hello dropper deviantart
0: uh, good
1: god <laughs> I need to get a tumblr going but we have a pretty good instagram going right now
0: um, very nice Instagram's good for the stoner nation there's uh, a love- large stoner nation quotient on uh, on instagram there so that's definitely a place to hit those peeps <laughs>
1: uh, That's that's the other thing I've been trying to push through Instagram, too, is we're trying to find Bud Babes, essentially, uh, models or cosplayers that would be interested in helping us promote the comics a little bit more, especially as we do more crossover stuff with knuckle draggers. And I've got a group of cosplayers that are helping me with that, too. So and That's it,
0: always a fantastic idea. That's, it's going to get interesting. Uh, that's really exciting, man. That's exciting stuff to hear. Well, good luck to you. On uh, Thank on all that, uh, yeah. Is uh, anytime you guys want to come back, anytime you can get the odd man himself to come on here and uh, get a li- little deeper into the bud. Of course, you guys are more than welcome to do so. Uh, mad props to you, sir. Anybody out there trying to make uh, a studios happen? Um, I know it's hard, hard work. Where does Agrimania come from?
1: Um, Agromania its a little bit of a story too, but um, it essentially was a collaboration that I started with some other peeps uh, back in my hometown. Uh, They're very interested in breaking into uh, the entertainment industry. Um, We wanted to do YouTube shorts and create uh, e-zines and push that whole viral marketing deal first before we do anything else. Um, But it didn't quite pan out. Um, They're still good friends and sometimes are able to contribute on some things and may collaborate more in the future. But right now they're doing their own thing. And, uh, Agrimania was just sort of what we started running with as a joke for the easing. And, uh, I wanted to call it Agrimania Inc., I-N-C, uh, but realized that, you know, it's not really incorporated. So we switched that up and eventually logos started to pop up and artists started to, my guys dug it. We kept going with it and it's just, it stuck.
0: Very nice. Uh, I- are you familiar with uh ska music? A little bit. There is a band called the Agro Lights. And uh they are splendid.
1: Awesome. And
0: uh I highly recommend them. So uh agro anything that sticks in my head. But uh Agromania dot com, yeah?
1: Uh dot or er, agromania dot weebly is where a lot of the stuff is. I don't have a dot com yet, um but eventually. Eventually. We'll out. Eventually. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much if you Google me, or Agromania Inc., you're going to find me.
0: Good stuff. And uh, you know what, Uh, especially on the tweets, kids, Um, Nathaniel, it was very, very cool to get to know you and uh, have a little chat, sir.
1: Absolutely. It's it's been a pleasure and an honor. I appreciate
0: Uh, it. Hey, anytime, man. Uh, Come back real soon and uh, give us an update on how things progress, yes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: Thanks for you taking know, the I'm time a... to hang out, man.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me, man. No, I appreciate it's, it. it.
0: It's my pleasure. It was, uh, I think it was Twitter. Yeah, it was probably Twitter. And uh, I can't remember exactly how it was, but I just randomly came across the bud one day and was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> 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 it looks awesome. I uh, I downloaded the digital, but it hasn't come through yet, so I haven't had a chance to read it. Oh, okay, but I did download it, so it should be on uh, on its way. But uh, man, you've you've put some nice effort into this. Like everything looks great. I just watched the video you sent me, the YouTube and the and the website it looks fantastic,
2: man. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, we really put a lot of effort into it, man. Just uh, really push as much as we can, you know make it look as pro as possible, man. It
0: absolutely looks pro. I mean, there's some production value behind that little video. It's, uh, (laughs) to get some kids together to sing that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, actually we did, I think about four tracks. Um, um, actually it's my kids that are on there, uh, singing. And then I'm doing some of the weird voices that are in the background and stuff. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, no, we just had a good time. And, uh, my, uh, my publishing agent and um uh, he also writes uh one of my comic books tatted um he he puts together all the videos that are on uh odd comics uh youtube channel and stuff and he's real good man
0: yeah it's uh it was enjoyable to watch <laughs> so i sat and uh, had a really fun conversation uh with nathan there nice and uh we had a good time and uh, talked all about what's going on with Agroma- uh, Agromania Inc. and such, yes. and uh, where it came from, plans for the future, and this and that. So why don't we start at the beginning? Uh, how did this all come about for you? Where did the bud come from?
2: Um, The bud really came out of, like, uh, the bud just came out of boredom, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was bored. I, I watched... Um, I, I was reading uh, Spider Man: Reign. I don't know if you've read that or not. No, I haven't. It's kind of like, like 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 Marvel's like cheap answer to like The Dark Knight Returns. Okay. So it's like Peter Parker. He's all like a, a thousand years old and shit, and uh, like him and J. Jonah Jameson are friends because everybody else is either dead or has left Spider Man, and it's like really like brutally dark. And uh, I was just like, you know what? Fuck this, man! I was like, everything's so like dark and just dreary nowadays. And let's do something fun. Absolutely,
0: you know? that does sound cool though. I I had no, I can't believe I didn't know that existed. Like, that sounds neat. Like a dark night version of Spider Man.
2: Still there? Yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> haven't read it, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm still yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. There was a little glitch there. It's alright. We but... may
0: have a little bit of lag going on. Whereabouts are you?
2: Um, I'm actually an, uh 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 San Antonio, Texas, man. Where
0: are you? Oh Texas, yeah. sweet. Um you may be my first Texan. Nice. Now that that's thick and that's back, what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thinking back, I mean, they don't all come to mind. We're talking 130 episodes, but uh as far as I can remember,
2: yeah, you may be our first uh first one to graces from
0: Texas. That's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah.
2: yeah. People are surprised that that the number one weed comic out there is coming out of Texas. So
0: <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm not surprised. Texas is actually for for it having its reputation and, you know, being Texas and America and everything. There's a lot of art that comes out of that way. I mean, especially Austin, and uh, you know, I, I hear tons of stuff coming out of there. Music too, not just comics. But is is, yeah. is, it, is it harsh on the weed down there? How are the laws in Texas?
2: Uh, the laws are harsh, but I mean, I think people are pretty open to it, man. Um, I, you know, I mean, I, the culture's still here. You know, it's just you don't want to get caught with it. That's all. You know, well, it's
0: just more. Yeah, I guess it's more submersive and
2: yeah i I, I think um, where I live San Antonio um, you know because I've been all around and San Antonio for me it's funny because it's my hometown, but it's the hardest place for me to sell the comic book. Because people freak out and they act like I'm like literally trying to sell them like a bag of dope, <laughs> like at the table, <laughs> and so so they're like no 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 I'm good and they're looking around for cops and people are grabbing their kids you know and wow. go to other places yeah. people are like really cool and I mean not that you know I mean I always find cool people and send, but but it just seems like the rejections are a lot more harsh when people when people reject it.
0: Okay, I got you. I kind of get where you're coming from as far as like even with this show. Uh, people are like, oh, you got a podcast? Yeah, and they're like, what's it about? And I'm like, uh, Star Wars and comic books and weed, and that's when they tune right out. <laughs> like, uh, luckily, <laughs> luckily, I'm up here. I'm in Toronto and uh, I'm in Canada, so I, I don't think I get as quite the harshness of the rejections as you seem to endure. But uh,
2: um, yeah, yeah, there's definitely
0: it- there's definitely still a stigma to it, you know.
2: Yeah, I think I think people are cooler with uh, with weed in Canada than they are with Star Wars. They're like they're like Star Wars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they might be kind of on the p- same playing field, actually, yeah. <laughs> as far as like just not being taken seriously to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That's why I, I have to applaud you and uh, it's a brave thing to do because you know when when you're doing something that's based in the counterculture and based in the you know and cannabis culture itself it's it's really hard to get that stuff out there it's really hard to be taken seriously and and get people to stop and notice and take the time you know
2: yeah absolutely well I mean like one of the funny things that I find about like one of the things that made me create the bud was You know, I looked at Spider-Man, I looked at Batman, and I was like, you know, if I create some guy with a cape and, you know, tights and and all this other stuff, and then he flies down and he saves a kitten, you know, the cops are going to be cool with him, like, immediately, you know? They're just going to be like, oh, you know, he's one of the good guys, thumbs up, you know? Right. But, you know, have the Bud, and the Bud's illegal. And when I created him, I actually created him in, like, 2006. Um and it was illegal, you know, throughout all 50 states here. Right. Um, you know, I, I just thought, you know, what what can I make that's not going to be so easily accepted? You know, like Batman or Spider-Man back in the day, you know, when, you know, J. Jonah Jameson really always used to come down on Spider-Man or, you know, the cops were really after Batman, you know, because, you know, and, and you know, it's it's one of the things that now I use as a point with people that are like, oh, you can't have a, 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 a comic book about, about Bud. You know because, you know it's it's illegal. You know, and then I go, yeah. You got Batman, you got the Punisher. These guys are vigilantes. You know, and that's illegal in everywhere. You know? <laughs> that's murder, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the Punisher just going out, just randomly shooting people, and he, he gets like a Lego set. You know, but right? People right. are like, no, 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 not the bud, not that. We so can't that, that, yeah.
0: Man. So that's almost what partly attracted you to it. Then it seems so. So like. Uh, how into the actual recreational use are you yourself then
2: um well, I don't smoke anymore,
0: okay, um, okay, he, and
2: I, yeah, and I don't smoke any less <laughs> and uh you know, I mean you know it's just uh it's 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 all fun stuff, you know i mean you know if 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 you're not having fun with it, it's just like anything else, man, you know it, you, you gotta have fun with it, and you can't abuse it, you know what I'm saying right I mean, right, of course, of course i just i just
0: love that that. Like you, you have to like. I get this vibe. Like I had, I haven't had the chance to read the book yet. Like I said, but I get this really original vibe. As far as I'm, I'm glad that you didn't go with the kind of typical superhero thing. Like I guess you'd call it anthropomorphic, even though they're not really animals. But you made actual, you know, like joints and it's, buds it's,
2: it's, walking around it, talking, right? It's plant. It's plant
0: nice pan I
2: can't even say it yeah it's yeah
0: it's plant more, but just so uh, the people understand what we're kind of talking about here, maybe you can give them kind of a once over of of uh not just like the plot of the bud, but kind of kind of the idea because as we say you know not your usual take on things, you know,
2: yeah, the bud is he's he's a hundred and ten pound weed nugget. um <laughs> That swings around the city and basically fights crime and tries not to get smoked by um, all sorts of crazy, wacky villains and tries not to get picked up by the cops. Um, and he's kind of a cross between, like, uh, Bugs Bunny and 1960s Batman, I would say. Okay. <laughs> like, um, it's very campy. Um, you know, he could pull out a hammer from just about anywhere and just, you know, smack you upside the head with it. Well, I was gonna and, say uh, it
0: gave me a very—I uh, don't know. Tell me how uh, close I am with this, but I kind of get a, a tick, or maybe a, a ninja turtle almost vibe off it.
2: Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, I,
0: campy, I, but I've not like to... ridiculous. You know, it's, it seems fun enough, but kind of serious. You know?
2: Yeah, it, it really does. It it's like uh, it still has a, a, a beginning and an end to it. So like some stuff just goes really off the wall and uh, the bud, you could follow the bud. You can kind of just pick it up and just follow It's It's done in a simple humorous way. You know, I, I don't try to drag the jokes on too long with it.
0: Um, I can't wait to read it, man. I wish <laughs> I kind of wish I <laughs> got to,
2: but I have got to see plenty of it as far
0: as like on the website and stuff. And it does pop. Like it looks fantastic. Like uh, colors are just, they just, Hitch in the face, you know what I mean. Is it just you? Are you writing and drawing? Is uh, is it completely your baby, or?
2: Um, I it's completely my baby. Um, I do have a writer that work that I work with, uh, Jason Quinn, um, and he did write uh, one of the uh, stories on uh, the Bud Number Four, um, which just came out, and uh, he's writing one right now for uh, the Bud Number Six. So we, you know, we we like to plan ahead, and uh, the bud number five right now is in production. So other than that, um, we have gotten some colorists now that we've actually uh, gained some ground. Uh, whereas before, like the bud number one, the bud number two, and the bud number three were all me, a hundred percent, everything from the white paper that I put down, and when I grab my pencil. To the final product that you get in your hand. Wow, it's got
0: to feel cool, man. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of
2: work, but you know. Oh, I can it believe was... it.
0: I know few of you. There's not many people willing to tackle it that far and put out, you know, a very nice product. So it's you know, I I can only think of one or other two. Uh, one friend of mine, uh, Dave Bishop, at a Toronto here, and he does a zombie comic called Stranger, and uh, same thing from from pencil to paper to finished product. He's the man. And, uh, that's, it's a lot of work. He says the same thing, you know, it's, uh, and like you, he's got kids and stuff. I don't know how you guys fit it in. I can barely talk about comics for an hour a week (laughs) and find the time to do that. Meanwhile, you guys are creating them, you know, like,
2: (laughs) yeah, you just, I don't know, man. For, for me, it's just like when I wake up, you know, it's time to go. And then after everybody's asleep, you know, it's time to go. Um, and I'm really fast. Um when I talk to other artists about how fast they are, you know, just you know how much they can put out, how much they can produce a day, um I can do about 2 to 3 times about as much as uh most people that I talk to, which is really weird. I was always worried that I I wouldn't be able to keep up with uh you know like <laughs> a deadline or something like that. I think maybe that's what made me so fast was I didn't know how fast other people were going.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a good way to learn. <laughs> you come out with a nice skill with it, eh?
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All of a sudden it's like, what, you, you do three pages a day? Yeah, well, what, it, what, it, what do you mean three pages a day? Like, pencils? No, like pencils, <laughs> inks, you know, the whole nine yards.
0: Have you always worked for that? Like, uh, was there any point where you're kind of like, you know what, I'm really going to start taking this seriously? Like... uh you know, like, make this, like, really, really something? Or
2: Yeah, about four years ago, man. I, I was a tattoo artist. Um, I was a musician before that, and then I just kind of was like, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. And um, <laughs> then I, I start, well, I didn't want to be like, you know, all of a sudden I was like, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, I, 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 would, I always look into the future. And I was like, you know, one of these days I'm going to be, you know, the 40-year-old guy that's, you know, passing out tickets and still trying to get his buddy to come to the club. And I was like, I, don't, I didn't want that for yeah. myself, you know. Um, and uh, so I, I quit that, started tattooing, um, did that for a little while. And the hours really sucked. And the whole time in, in my head, I mean, I always wanted to be a, a comic book artist since I was a little kid. Um, you know, I was always thinking about it and always thinking about how I could work around it. And then finally I was just like, you know what, fuck it, man. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna become you know, I'm just gonna do it. You know, I'm just gonna regardless of what happens, I'm just gonna start doing it and producing stuff and you know, making comic books and you know, just kinda learn from there, you know, just kinda jump in and, and see what happens. And I made some issues with a with a friend of mine and uh they really sucked. <laughs> and, Gotta uh, start
0: somewhere, right?
2: yeah absolutely you know and because the funny thing is when you start and you really don't know you think man my, my shit's gonna be awesome and then you take it to the conventions and you go all i gotta do is show them this stuff and they're gonna hire me like right away you know they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna roll out the red carpet and be like this is the greatest thing you know and then you put it in front of somebody and they go okay well look you got a problem here you got a problem there you got a problem here you got a problem there and then you know You can do two, you know, you can do one of two things. You can either look at it and go, Oh, I suck. I'm terrible. This is horrible. And just, you know, I'm never going to touch this again. Or you can listen to the guy and go, okay, so I need to work on this. and I need to work on this and need to work on this. Okay. Take notes and go home and and start working on that, you know? So I did, I did the second one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's crossroads. You kind of come to that, uh, you know, if, if you're willing to take that humility and, you know, take that constructive criticism, you can go so much further with it, you know. it's And, and you're, you're also making the smart move that uh, a lot of the smarter artists do is just get your shit out there, you know, get it out for free, get it out however you can. I mean, uh, I was chatting with Ryan Stegman a while back at Fan Expo, and that's the point that he was really laying down. It was like so, you know, because people are constantly at the conventions trying to be like, how'd you get started, right? and what right. he always tells them is he just tried to flood the internet with art wherever he could put art he put art so he just flooded websites and blogs and tumblers and like whatever he could do until
2: marvel finally noticed you know so uh yeah that's exactly what you got to do because i think what most people don't realize is just because you went to the comic con and you put your art on the table and you sat there you know, or you know, you put it on your personal Facebook page and you, you know, upload it to your to your Facebook page, and you know, that that doesn't mean that anybody's going to see it, man. You really have to push it. I mean, you really got to get out there and promote yourself, man, because nobody knows who the hell you are. I mean, you know, you're not a great Capullo yet, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you have to you have to know that you know. Nobody's gonna, you know. When when I went to my convention, I knew for a fact, I'm going out there as an unknown artist. I'm going out there with a, with a comic book that nobody's ever heard about. That's about weed, and I'm gonna have to go out there and I'm gonna have to get people's attention. I'm gonna have to sell it, and I'm gonna really, you know. I mean, I can't just sit there with my, you know, head down and, you know, not do anything. Or I can't go, you know, not go on the internet and advertise and, and stuff because you know advertising is key otherwise you know if you want people to know who you are you have to make people know who you are
0: yeah and if and if you're out there doing the hard work often that that kind of speaks for itself you know when people see you out there and they see you moving they see you dedicated and they see your you wanting to share your passion for your work you know that's it's one of the beautiful things about these conventions i mean i could sit here in my basement and. uh and, you know, just Skype with people all the time and just, you know, hide down here and put out a perfectly fine podcast. But that's that's no fun for me. That's no fun for my listeners. That's no fun for anybody. So got to get out there. Get to the cons face-to-face. Meet these people. They, you know, show them what you're about. Show them what you're into. And uh, I absolutely agree. You got to get around, you know. And and something will yeah, click. There's the an audience people. for everything. You just got to find it, Right.
2: I don't know about an audience for everything, but yeah, you know, there's, you know, I mean, there's certain movies that there shouldn't be an audience for. But, <laughs> um,
0: Point taken, but uh, you're absolutely right, getting to the cons, and do you do a lot of cons in a year then, or?
2: I, I do, um, last, this last year I was like, I'm not going to do any cons, I'm just going to focus on, you know, this set and the other thing, and then I ended up just having to do like five cons. <laughs> and uh it was like, you gotta come and you know it was like you know i get the call you know can you, are you available next week uh, for a con okay you know and then yeah. i'd have to you know get all the product and you know it's hard because i've literally sold out of every single comic book um you know i sold out of everything that i have um at all these conventions every single time i go out there which is really cool that's awesome yeah um but it sucks because if something comes up real quick i'm like I got to get the product, and literally, um, I <laughs> shit, I got con. no
0: books left. <laughs>
2: yeah, I can't remember which con it was, and I swear to, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm sitting at a post office like a, a post office hub at like eight o'clock at night, like the day before the Comic Con because if if I don't get the if I don't get the package. Literally, I'm not going to get it for the Comic-Con.
0: <laughs> You're that like, guy. Not, yeah. That's awesome. I can't tell yeah. you how many conventions I've been to where I'll be out back having a butt or something and somebody will be standing there just freaking out because their shit hasn't arrived yet.
2: <laughs> yeah i was like holy shit yeah <laughs> but you know and it's it's oh my goodness man yeah that's just that's a stressful moment because you're like i'm gonna just sit there and what am i gonna do you know i'm gonna <laughs> oh man when yeah when things just don't fall together
0: well you want these things to go well right you want them to go smooth i mean especially if if uh no way i want them to go as horribly
2: as Oh yeah, you like um, the just, adventure? Yeah, yeah. I just I want I want some cosplayer to just really get pissed off and you know, people <laughs> to start protesting and just riot right in front of me. And that's 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 my ultimate goal, but for some reason they just keep going well and you know, I don't know what to do.
0: I'd love to see an all out brawl sometime between the manga kids and everyone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just start. I just want to go down with...
2: between two cosplayers. It doesn't even matter what cosplayers yeah. they are, as long as it semi makes sense, like within their characters. Oh yeah, <laughs> then, then I'm, good. Uh, I'm good. Just take it semi
0: seriously. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like a guy dressed dresses Liono like fighting with He Man. You know that's <laughs> the shit. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I'll be, like, I'll be like, "Who's the master of the universe, bitches?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I totally egg them on. I totally egg them on. Oh
0: yeah, man! You gotta you gotta take what excitement you can. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so is it a like, lot of the cons? Do you do? Are they in your area there, or do you get to go? Fa- do you get to travel at all? Or,
2: uh, yeah, we we get to travel around and um, just have fun. And uh, like right now, um, Barnes and Noble is like picking up the bud uh trade paperback so Oh really? Be- yeah. That's yeah. awesome,
0: man. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah.
2: That's that's really cool, man. And so we're gonna be doing a like a book tour is what we're planning on doing and hitting up all these different Barnes and Nobles and stuff. So I think I think that'll be fun, you know, traveling around quite oh, uh, the summer. God, that's gonna be a trip, man. You're sitting in the yeah. middle of a Barnes and Noble trying to sell a book about weed <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And it, right it on. took a little while to get it <laughs> to get it in there, but I you know, I mean I think I think the quality of the product kind of kind of sells it, you know, and I, I think people go, Oh, it's about weed and you know, we could sell it to stoners and we could sell it to comic book geeks and you know, I don't know and then they look at it and then they go, Okay, yeah, this is this this actually would sell. This is actually the shit and then, you know, the next thing you know it's like there you go you know yeah yeah. come come chill with us and it's like all right it's far and
0: few between man i mean uh it's it's hard to find a good cannabis culture comic book these days you know it's there's a few that i've been lucky enough to come across in the past and befriend and you know or fun, interesting books made by fun interesting people but everyone i talk to they go through the it's the same kind of thing you know it's trying to get taken seriously so for you to get there and now you're sitting in a barnes and noble that's 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 most impressive
2: yeah you we're know. gonna definitely take some videos out there and youtube it and on our channel and stuff and have fun with it
0: you have to uh you're gonna have to try something new i think this year was the first or second year but uh, uh i have a few friends uh, my co-curator on the podcast network that were on points of interest uh josh he lives out in denver and uh, he covers a lot of the cons out there. I'm hoping to get out there for Denver Comic Con in uh, May. But they, they, uh, Denver had a first time con-, con this year and it was called Chronic Con. And it was comic books and weed. And the greatest fucking idea I've ever heard in my goddamn life. <laughs> so uh he was busy but he uh he managed to make the tail end of it and he just saw a bit of it and apparently it went over really well and uh there weren't tons of comic books it was a lot more on the weed side because you know there were comics right. but a lot of them weren't like there wasn't a lot of crossover you know what i mean
2: right
0: so uh you know
2: there's not a lot of crossover in the comic book industry and that's no it's, yeah, it's weird yeah because in the in the music industry History, there's a ton of crossover in movies there's a ton of crossover on TV there's a ton of crossover and for some reason with comic books it's kind of like yeah 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 people like oh, I'm weird about it so, Well,
0: uh, these buddies of mine uh, chip and Andy they do a book called The Adventures of Superstoner and it's a book that's kind of a takeoff on the old uh, kind of the the old 70s books you know like the subculture books like uh, you know Mr. Naked and stuff like the old kind of trippy hippie kind of books. Right, right. And uh so it's kind of done in that style and stuff. And it's just it's just a fun little book done in a positive way. I mean, uh just, you know, it's Super Stoner is just kind of a cartoony type character. And uh it's just, you know, his adventures fighting evil crackheads and shit, you know. But uh they <laughs> they made it to the Cannabis Cup this year. They went out to Denver and they got a table there. And uh, they did really well. They they sold out of a lot of books. I, th- I think they sold out of all their books over that weekend. So, uh, yeah. you know, that's that's a place that's obviously, you know, that's not a hard sell for a place like the Cannabis Cup. But, you know, I'd love to hit up something like that Chronic Con. That'd be super cool. And you're right, the, the crossover. Me and actually Nathan were talking about this and how uh, there's not a lot of crossover at all when it comes to, comics and stuff i mean they're even proving as far as movies and tv and comics they're trying to separate them as much as they can you know yeah yeah so it's it's an odd thing but you know denver
2: sounds like uh it's gonna be definitely the home base for everything happening ever (laughs) yeah absolutely and denver also is um home to the number one you know the biggest like comic book um Store in the in in America. Well, mile least. high, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, mile high.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's good things going on at, down in Denver. So uh, I'm really hoping yeah. I can. Well, I probably will. I don't see anything that's going to stop me. But I want to get out there in May and see what the, all the hubbubs about. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my one of my uh, publishers, um, CCP Comic Books, they took a bunch of my books down uh, to the Denver uh, Comic Con this year and they I think he sold out before Saturday I think nice I think he sold out on Friday yeah. yeah I get kind of pissed off if I don't sell out like if I'm if I still have books on Sunday now, now I'm like what, do I, <laughs> what did I do wrong
0: look at you you're getting all standards and
2: shit <laughs> I am I want to I want to hit my quotas I'm like you know I want to I want to make sure that you know I want to make mm-hmm. sure everybody gets gets their books and stuff it's that's mm-hmm. why I'm giving the you know uh the butt away uh, number one at least away uh for free right now on the is because it's like you know, the more people read it, you know, I think the better the better it is. You know, I, I don't have a problem with, you know, people uh getting it for free and, you know, checking it out, man. It's just like Oh,
0: absolutely not. That's that's what's gonna get your stuff out there. Like uh you know, that's it's it's the way you gotta kinda roll with it. So it's uh, it's the way to go, in my opinion. That's uh, you know, I've seen people go pretty far from those points. So, what uh, what else have you done then? Like, uh, lay out your profile portfolio for me, oh, I, I'm com- sure the buds not the only comics you've done. Then, yeah.
2: No, um, let's see. I um, well, I started off with 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 a buddy of mine, and we did uh. A bunch of different comic books we had nine titles going on at one time um, what <laughs> yeah holy shit <laughs> yeah and uh, i don't like ever like to work on like one thing at a time um so like right now i'm working on the bud and i'm working on tatted um i'm also working on stuff with nathan for agarmania um fill that plate up yeah i'm working on the some knuckle dragger stuff with him um. What else? I just did the CCP. Uh, CCP Comics. I just did their uh, one of their holiday cards. Uh, um, my work was just in. I did a pinup in uh, um, Gold Diggers uh, for Antarctic Press. Nice. Um, you're a busy, busy boy, <laughs> man. You got us, yeah. As as busy as I can possibly be. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, I just thought of something I was going to say before when I was kind of yeah. stonedly trailing off. Not to step back too much. Sorry. When you were saying about uh, the quota and wanting to make sure you know you get your books out and you sell, I completely know where where you're coming from because I don't do this show for the hits, right? Like that's not why I do the podcast. you know, not because I want to be famous and have a million people download the show although that would be nice but at the same time that would be nice so you do forget sometimes you know even myself certain times i'll be like oh why is that episode doing so shit or like why isn't anybody listening or whatever and you have to remember no that's not important you got to do it for the love of it but you'll never be able to not have that tiny little thing in the back of your head being like What's the number at? <laughs> you
2: know, right. so well for me, I just don't want to have to carry them back to the car. <laughs> I think that's the whole thing. It's it's that's simple a, for you, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah, it's real simple. Yeah, all I, like,
0: uh, all I show I'm up. Like, at I don't a want to have any is...
2: merchandise back. I don't want to have to load anything back in the car. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 bad enough having to load it in, you know, and put it on the table, man. I don't want to have to. <laughs> I don't have to carry these boxes back, man. After three days. So what's tatted about? Uh, Tad, it is about uh, this guy. Um, his name's Abel, and uh, he's basically um, like possessed um, by this demonic like tattoo. Like he got this tattoo, and um, it, it it has like a mind of its own, and it it kind of like takes over him at certain points, and. You know, uh, the ink will start, like, you know, coming through his veins and, you know, gives him different, um, different looks and different, like, uh, weaponry, I guess, um, but it's all kind of made out of him, um, it's, it's kind <laughs> of a, it's very, like, spooky, um, and he's, he's not, he's not a good guy, um, now we're working on part two right now, and the part is gonna have, uh, the Slender Man in it, um, and it's it's just a really nice gory violent uh, ghost story of a comic book
0: cool that sounds it, nifty indeed
2: <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a far cry from the bud um, which i like because i can work on them both at the same time and like never mix them up so yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it kind of it kind of releases one from the other so that way i can work on tatted uh, um And then work on the bud and then work on Ted and work on the bud. And it's almost like a a vacation from the other one for a little while. Right. It's Um, kind of
0: fresh when you go back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I I hear you. That's totally cool. It's it's a lot of work, man. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You must be at it all the time. (laughs) You hear that from a lot. I know a few people like that. They literally, they wake up, they roll out of bed into their desk and – just start drawing until eighteen hours later they finally go to bed, you know. It's it's an obsessive thing. I draw a little myself. I mean I've always I've always had the capability to draw and I've always liked to draw and draw drew when I was younger, but it was nothing that was ever a passion enough of mine to wanna take all the way, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But there were times I remember that like you get lost like you start drawing a picture and you look up and it's four hours later and you're like, Where the hell did that entire evening go? Like <laughs> 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 Oh, it's maddening, man. Then you see guys though like uh, I don't know if you follow Greg Capullo on Twitter there. Absolutely. But uh, he's, he's he's always stressing out, man. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean, granted you know, Snyder gives him some pretty crazy stuff to draw, but I love when he's always putting these tweets up just like, my God, look at this piece I got to do. My brain's going to melt. Oh my God, how do I take it? (laughs) And even at that (laughs) level,
2: even at that level, it's, you know. But I think that's what you have to, I think that's the kind of mentality that you have to have to be the best. Yep. You know, if you're not worried about the product that you're putting out and that it's going to be the absolute best that you can put out there then you might as well just, you know, break your pencils and go home. Um, you know, and I, I, I think that's why I respect man so much is because, you know, Greg really, you know, he thinks about it. He overthinks about it and, and he has the same problems everybody else does. He'll do a panel and, and then, you know, he'll he'll tweet, you know, you know, damn it. This didn't come out the way I wanted it to. Now I got to redo the whole thing. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> and and then it you know, amazed and me. And it's something that like as an artist, totally.
0: Yeah. It amazed me the other day because he tweeted a doodle that he did, and it was just, I don't know, he was sitting around, he doodled a picture, and he drew fucking Batman. It was just like, (laughs) it looked nothing like his normal Batman. It was totally like him, like, like, it's like he drew it while he was drinking a cup of coffee or something, you know? And it looks nothing like his Batman, but even when he gets a chance to just sit there and do nothing, he's doodling, and he's still doodling Batman. It's like you must draw that guy how many times a day, and you're so not sick of doing it that you're still even doodling him. That's passion, man. That's like to not get sick of something. Oh,
2: absolutely. <laughs> you know, you I, seriously love it. <laughs> I think Batman. I think Batman's the crown jewel. You know, I think mm-hmm. if if you were to ask any comic book artist, you know, what what comic book do you want to draw? You know, if if they could give you one comic book, you know, what are you going to draw? I think you know the majority of them would say you know Batman for sure you know, just yeah just because it's it's got that crazy that craziness to it you know
0: and a lot of it stems from the simplicity of the beauty of the cape I think like uh, the cape is it's almost a character unto itself besides away from Batman you know what I mean like the things that have been done with it over the years and the way that cape and cowl can be used is unlike any other superhero kind of. You know, except for like the rip-offs, like the Moon Knights or the whatever, you know, the Cape and Cowl guys. That that bat cape and cowl is it's it's gone through so much on its own, you know. That's why I'm actually I couldn't give a damn about the story, the characters, or anything when it comes to Batman versus Superman. All yeah. I care about is what Snyder is gonna be able to do with that cape. Like, can you imagine, like, he's going to actually get to treat that cape like a comic book artist treats that cape, you know, because the way it's all digital and stuff. I can't, every time I think about it, I close my eyes and I get excited and I'm like, oh God, (laughs) that's really, I don't even care. People are like, I have that problem where, I mean, I love plot. I love good writers. I appreciate the best in writing. It's very important to me, but it's not always necessary to me. And so I'm very, very easy when it comes to stuff like, you know, Man of Steel. People have their plot hole problems and I'm like, shut up. He punched people for
2: three hours. That's all we (laughs) wanted,
0: right? That's all that we cared about. Yeah, that's all that mattered to me, right? So yeah,
2: there's not a Batman movie that I hate because Batman's on the fucking screen. So yeah, there you go. uh, I'm good. I'm good. I've
0: taken shit for the fact that I firmly believe that George Clooney could still be an excellent Batman. I think he was uh, it was the the movie that it was the Batman movie he was in didn't quite work but George Clooney now as a Batman Bruce Wayne it would be killer it'd be insane like I don't know yeah. I, I think he'd be the perfect Batman if it if it you know people think it's all him and he takes so much shit for it but not at all I think he'd look fantastic in a proper suit you know without nipples
2: So Yeah 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 the the suit the suit fucked it up a little bit but I mean, I don't know. Overall, when you watch it, I mean, except for Bane. Bane was really the only real fuck-up in that in that movie. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, Schwarzenegger was pretty much typecast yeah. as Mr. – I mean, you're not going to find a better guy to play Mr. Freeze. Um, Uma Thurman, I think she did a, a good job. Um, you know, Chris O'Donnell was a little bit old. You know, he's more Nightwing. Um, but I mean, uh, I mean, the movies, it's, it's a good, good movie. I mean, it's decent. It's better than, you know, a lot of, a lot of movies, you know, it's better. It's way better than Hasselhoff is Nick Fury.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's
2: what they were going for.
0: You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. they tried to go for something and failed doing it. I mean, they were quite successful at making the movie they wanted to make. Yeah. absolutely. You know, it's just a Batman that may not be a lot of other people's, you know, cup of tea, but You know, there there was fun about it. I was there. I was in the theater. I was watching it. You know, it's. I can't
2: say I wasn't. You know, it's. I think it's. I think it's really hard to add Robin and not make it campy. Like it for some reason, the the minute you add Robin, it gives it a little bit of a campiness that some people just don't want to don't want to have in the movie.
0: That's because I think people aren't willing to step beyond what they've seen often. And, uh, you know, I, I, often like to compare things and because there's lots of things that have happened in movies that can prove things can work in other movies. For instance, hit girl. Once I saw hit girl, I was like, okay, they can do Robin. No problem. Right. And, and you know, even though kick-ass is a bit campy and a bit over the top, you could have taken the actual physical action sequences that hit girl performed and maybe shot them in a more, you know, Zack Snyder kind of way or you know, a more darker realistic kind of way and I think it would have went off perfectly fine. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I think I think the the directing and Kick-Ass 1 and all the fight scenes that Hickrell did, I thought they were pretty spot on. Um they were amazing. There's, yeah. Yeah, there's not much I would have changed about the first Kick-Ass. There's a ton that I would have changed about the second Kick-Ass, but uh yeah, the first, the first one was just, I mean, it was brutal, but yeah. I mean, it was just really they made, good. They I made mean,
0: a kid look like they were capable of pulling that shit off. You know, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't, the wires didn't show too much or, you know how when you get obvious actors who are in scenes and they're doing wire work or whatever, and you can tell there was no impact behind that punch or right. something just doesn't look quite right. They nailed it with Hit Girl. She looked like she was doing damage. You know, she was using the weapons and, and everything looked comfortable and proportionate and, you know, gravitationally sound, if that makes sense. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like They so. just gotta
2: find they just gotta find one of those kids that doesn't grow. That's all they gotta do. <laughs> they just <laughs> nice. gotta go in there and find one. Well, what one is he? Whatever, uh, whatever
0: it is it's uh i think he, like he was meant to be like a 10 year old kid or something originally like robin yeah
2: like robin, oh yeah absolutely. he that's young what, that's what you young to yeah
0: yeah it was no like teenager you know we're talking no, he was a little yeah. boy <laughs> which just, just little... makes it so much crazier that this psychopath that is batman fucking <laughs> lets this 10 year old boy <laughs> yeah run around kicking
2: ass it's insane he should have g- named it and Target. Nobody should have <laughs> named him because it's like, it's like eight years old and all these bright colors and Batman's <laughs> yeah. hiding in the shadows. <coughs> oh, you gotta love it. Oh, it's good times indeed. It, so, so you're a big Batman
0: reader yourself then?
2: But... Oh, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Batman. Um, I guess I should say other influences. Punisher, yeah. Um, Yeah, there's huge. Inf- I, like I said, I mean, I I think the bud is is. Fifty percent uh, Adam West Batman, and you know fifty percent Bugs Bunny. That's I great. mean, That's you know, if, they, if, if Adam West and Bugs Bunny just had a drunken night, you know, <laughs> the, the bud would have popped out. You What's know, up, Doc? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: have you read any of Batman sixty six? Um, I don't know. I don't don't even know what Batman's... Oh, okay. It's uh,
0: Kevin Smith and uh, Ralph Garman. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Ralph Garman. He's on the Kevin and Bean radio show in LA, in the morning shows. And uh, he also does a lot of the voices on Family Guy. But uh, him and Kevin Smith do a podcast called Hollywood Babylon. And uh, it's one of the funniest fucking podcasts you could ever here in your life it's just fantastic so dc came to kevin smith and said uh we got the whole you know dvd set coming out for batman 66 right. we're wondering if you would like to we, we, we want to do a comic book version and kind of keep the show going and would you be interested in writing that and he was like hell yeah but you gotta let me bring in this other guy my buddy ralph garman because he's the biggest Batman fan, maybe on Earth, at least like as far as the '60s show. This guy's got like a literal Bat Cave made in his basement, with like one of the world's top Batman collections. Like it's nice. absolutely, yeah, it's insane. So he's like, this guy lives and breathes the Batman show. You need to bring him in. So they were like, yeah, whatever, okay. Because you know they pretty much let Kevin Smith do whatever the fuck Kevin Smith wants to do over there, right? And uh, they got together. Ty Templeton does the art. And nice. a- and uh, Alex Ross has done the covers.
2: One uh, of my favorites.
0: Oh my god, they're so good. But um, I think it's a four-issue arc. I think there's three or four okay. of them that were put out. But uh, yeah, they came out just a month or two ago. I'd say maybe a couple months ago. And if you're a fan of the show, absolutely pick them up. Because they are the show put to paper. And uh, okay. Templeton does yeah. an amazing job with the, you know, the likenesses and all that kind of stuff. So uh, and in fact, in one of them, they bring in the Green Hornet
2: and they actually oh, okay. nice. they do
0: a little Green Hornet crossover in there, too. So
2: uh, well, that was actually in one of the episodes. where yeah they, yeah. they did do a crossover.
0: Yeah. And that was his inspiration because uh, when nice. Garvin was a kid, he was like, you would never seen two superheroes at the same time on screen. And uh, then until they did it on Batman with Green Arrow, so he kind of wanted to recreate that in some of the comics. But it's funny because there's kind of updated jokes that are kind of inside adult jokes. Yeah, you know, just to kind of keep it a little interesting. But uh, yeah, I read the first one, but I haven't read the rest. But I highly recommend it if you're a Batman fan because it's it's called Batman sixty six.
2: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. as As long as as long as they don't do the Batman origin in there no no
0: no it's it's a completely it's like a new episode like the show just kept going you know it's just like new episodes of the show there's no it's no origin it's not a prequel it's not a sequel it's just more episodes of the
2: show see that's what i always loved about about batman and, and that was one of the things that i wanted to make sure i kept with the bud was like like if you look at batman like the old batman series they never talk about his parents being killed in an alley yeah. They never they never show it and you can watch I mean there there are two different episodes um but you can pick up on any of those episodes and you don't have to know anything that happened before and and once it's done you don't have to know anything that happens afterwards you know it's just kind of like its own little island you know. And uh I want to do that with the bud issues definitely. Uh, that's that's one of the big Batman, uh, you know, sixties.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, um, influences
2: that's awesome. that I had. Um, so so you have not told
0: the origin story of the Bud then?
2: No, no, there was um, there was a, a version of the Bud um, that I did with another writer um, way back in the day when I first first started off, um, and he wanted to do an origin story and I, I didn't like it and. Anyway, that one, if you can find it, um, will be very rare one day. Um, because, yeah, I just wanted to, to – yeah, the Bud is just the Bud. He just kind of exists. Um, I wanted to make it like, you know, also like Looney Tunes where like he can be in the old Wild West and in one part of it. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah, there's no reason to question like, he could be – yeah. yeah, he could be in yeah. the future and yeah, there's no <laughs> reason to be like – how the hell did this happen you know it's just yeah it it's just fun. you know whatever whatever's funny and whatever we can can put into it i mean it, by putting those slight limitations it, it gives us almost no limitations
0: right right totally um it's uh the the webcomic cuz there's the their bud co- Web webcomic too right
2: yeah um there's uh some stuff that's going on with uh, Agrimania. Um and the bud is on there and then we do um we also put out the uh the comic strips of the bud right um, right right yeah and all that fun stuff and we do memes and you know all that different stuff so and, and once again those are just fun and it doesn't matter with the bud because like you know we can basically put them in any situation and it's just a fun joke you know we don't have to work about any continuity i mean there's really no continuity errors to be had um outside of you know each particular story
0: yeah you or, s- you've slyly made it smooth for yourself
2: <laughs> absolutely i yeah. wanted to make it just as open as possible man i just wanted to like i didn't want to give myself any limitations at all with what we could do with it um because for me it, it always seems like there's so many limitations with with what people do. And then all of a sudden those limitations seem for me personally, they seem to kill the characters, you know. It seems like, you know, after a while, all of a sudden Batman's too old for this shit. You know, and <laughs> after a while, you know yeah. Superman's like married to Lois Lane now and you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh look, they got a kid. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Oh and look, my, every I,
0: the secret identity's out of the bag.
2: <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows who you are now. this person that was your enemy now they're your friend and you know yeah yeah yeah, this is you you know and it it becomes way too much soap opera man and it's like i want to take it i I just kind of wanted to eliminate that from from it and just you know because i for me i love a hero that's like at their peak man you know they're just like their whole deal is they want to you know they have their mission you know to fight crime or whatever it is and you know they just go out there and they whoop the bad guy's ass, and then you know they come home and they, you know and smoke a yeah. joint, and that's it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So does the bud smoke bud
0: himself? Yes, he does. Absolutely. And is that considered cannibalistic
2: in any way, or? <laughs> I don't think so because like he'll actually like just it, it's for him. I don't think. Like, I haven't got, gotten too much into his anatomy, I guess, of what's underneath him. But, I mean, <laughs> he'll just pop off a piece, you know, and just roll it up. Oh, or... he'll smoke himself, yeah? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because oh, he's the most powerful butt in the world. And actually, what that does when he does does that, and there's actually, um, I, uh, I'll try to explain this. Um, actually, like, you know the, the Hawaiian symbol where you put your pinky out and your thumb yeah, yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. Hang loose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he does. Is then he puts the thumb in his mouth and he lights his pinky, <laughs> and that's and, and it's kind of the equivalent of Popeye eating his spinach. Ah, oh, that's great. You know, and that's what you know, and it powers him up. And now all of a sudden, you know, of course he's a little bit goofball by then, but you know, at the same time, you know, it's like you know the last the last resort, you know.
0: <laughs>
2: that's great. So his buddy, the joint, or is it, is it the joint, yeah. or, uh no? he's got a he hangs out at the joint um that's the name of the place where he hangs out the joint um, okay you know, I thought have,
0: I saw a joint like an, like a yeah. rolled character am I wrong that's, or?
2: that's smoking Jay okay smoking Jay is he smoking is Jay. he filled with the buds bud no no um, <laughs> the smoking Jay is filled with just kind of regular regular bud um but see smoking Jay is kind of like uh, the bud's daffy duck. Uh, you know, he, he's very much in competition. He's also a superhero. <laughs> uh, they live in T- they they live in Hashington THC, you know, <laughs> and and so in Hashington THC, you've got these two two superheroes. You got the Bud and you got Smoking Jay and Smoking Jay is more of this kind of uh sly cool cat kind of character, you know, and he but but he really wants to make sure that everybody knows that. You know, he, he's constantly being like, "Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm the best superhero here." You know, he's got that yeah, he's got yeah. that in, inferiority complex kind of going on, and the bud's just kind of like, "Ah, I don't care." You know, I just do what I do. That's awesome. You know? man.
0: I cannot wait to read this book, man. This sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, tell the people where they can go until January third to get their own
2: digital copy of the Bud Number One. Um, they they. You can get it absolutely free, no strings attached. It's right on the homepage at www.thebudcomics.com. And you just go on there and you can download your free copy. It's it's Just click on the picture and you're good to go.
0: It is just that easy, kids. Uh, as I've said many times in the past, if you listen to this show on any kind of regular basis, then you are one who should be out there supporting these cannabis culture comic books. Um, they've been kind enough. Uh, this is uh, actually this is our year end show. Uh, this is the last show of the year that we're putting out, kids, until we come back at you fresh and new with more exciting stuff in 2015. But uh, 2015. 2015. But that's the way we're going to end it off, is we're going to end it off on the note with the shout-outs uh, to support your cannabis culture comic books. Chip and Andy of The Adventures of Super Stoner. You can go to theadventuresofsuperstoner.com. And then you can head on over to Superbud. Check out Superbud, which is a super cool comic. And uh, it's about these teenagers, and uh, they come across this weed, but it's like mutant, crazy, like science-testy weed. And when you smoke this shit, you get all this crazy powers and stuff. So like one guy smokes it and he he can like fly, you know, and another guy smokes it and he can do whatever. So uh, that's super cool. And of course, here with Mr. Odd himself, The Bud. Check out The Bud. I can't wait to get my copy. I'm going to read the fuck out of that shit. I'm going to smoke a giant J. Clark gagger while I do, kids. Um, Gary, seriously, thanks so much for hanging out, man. That was a super good time. Yeah, uh absolutely. you know uh come back and we will chat much much more about uh your furthering adventures and the further adventures of the bud for sure yeah
2: will do it sounds like a fantastic time
0: oh, we'll have many many good times to come that was a fun year everybody we'll see you next year peck it ace